Look down from heaven and see from your holy and glorious habitation. Where are your zeal and your mighty deeds? Our Redeemer from everlasting is your name. Welcome to In the Bullpen, Up and Ready, a ministry of developing contenders. The call has come. You need to get up and ready now. And look who's coming up. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. Beginning in verse 15 of chapter 63 and continuing until the end of chapter 64, Isaiah, the faithful prophet of Yahweh, is crying out to his Redeemer in prayer. A prayer seeking the awesome presence of God, both in bringing judgment and salvation. It is a prayer of confession for sin and a plea for grace and mercy. A prayer as pertinent to our own day as it was in Isaiah's day. Hear now a portion of that prayer as we have it recorded for us in Isaiah chapter 64, Verses 1 through 7. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains might quake at your presence, as fire kindles the brushwood, as fire causes water to boil, to make your name known to your adversaries, that the nations may tremble at your presence. When you did awesome things for which we did not hope, you came down. The mountains quaked at your presence. For from ancient times... They have not heard or given ear, nor has the eye seen a God besides you, who acts in behalf of the one who waits for him. You meet him who rejoices and does righteousness, who remembers you in your ways. Behold, you were angry. Indeed, we have sinned. We continued in them a long time. And shall we be saved? For all of us have become like one who is unclean. All our righteous deeds are like a filthy garment, and all of us wither like a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, carry us away. There is no one who calls on your name, who awakens himself to take hold of you, for you have hidden your face from us, and have melted us into the hand of our iniquities. Isaiah pleads for Yahweh to clearly and powerfully demonstrate his power a demonstration seen in both judgment and deliverance, wrath and mercy. The prophet prays for God to act like he had in the past, hearkening especially back to the Exodus. He wants Yahweh to crush his and his people's enemies. In verses 3 through 5, Isaiah declares what the Lord has formerly done, is currently doing, and promises to do. Glorify his name and save his people. We are called to wait upon God, recognizing that while He is knowable, He is also incomprehensible. Our God, unlike the idols concocted by men, intervenes in the affairs of this world. Our God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, is the only true God, whose name alone is worthy to be called upon in prayer. Though He is worthy, His people are often guilty of not doing so. 
At this time, they were at best engaging in heartless petitions and at worst, neglecting calling on his name entirely. The people were not living in cheerful obedience, trusting and worshiping Yahweh. These were some of their quote-unquote righteous deeds that were like a filthy garment. Isaiah saw that they were an unclean people, infected and infectious, carried away by the power of sin, lifeless, disgusting in the eyes of God. So the prophet pleaded. He pleaded for grace and mercy, not because of, but despite all they were and had done. It is the only plea any sinner or any community of sinners can ever make, back then, now, and always. Matthew Henry wrote these words, And this was not only intended for the use of the captive Jews, but may serve for direction to the church in other times of distress. What to ask of God, and how to plead with Him. Are God's people at any time in affliction, in great affliction? Let them pray. We are, in our time, most definitely dealing with distress and affliction, both from within and without. Let us then pray for the power, grace, and mercy of our triune God, that He would rend the heavens and come down. Get your eyes up, fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, and be ready to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow Him.